I really like that he calls his like right hand man Golgopa. Like that's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> that's a cute nickname. Yeah. That would actually be a really cute name for like a dog. It would be just yeah. Golgopa. <laughs> It'd be like a really cute little like chubby guy. <laughs> yeah. If if I ever get Bachi a sibling. That'd I'll just have good. Bachi and Golgapa. That's so cute. <laughs> what a great pair. Oh my gosh, I love that. Just get a little stocky little squat pitbull. It gotta be one of the beige ones to be Golgapa. <laughs> yeah, with the wrinkles. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, maybe I'll get another dog. <laughs> anyway. Um Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim. And I'm Katie. And we're here to talk about singing and dancing and Bollywood boys, but most importantly, some Bollywood girls. Yeah, Bollywood ladies, as well as Bollywood boys and their Bollywood dads. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This movie had way more women power than I even anticipated it Uh having, even based on the trailer. I loved it yeah i have some feelings about that but we'll talk about them as they come up later on (laughs) i think they they simultaneously did more and less than i was expecting with the 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 women of this film i would agree with that i think i was just so happy i don't think usually when there's an ensemble cast Mm -hmm. it's more men than women Mm -hmm. and here i'm like well there are more women and it's women with guns that's true i always and i love to see women in action movies just like Mm -hmm. kicking butt taking names also we're talking about jawan this week oh yeah we are yay (laughs) shahrukh khan's most recent release even though this is no longer our shahrukh khan month uh yeah. he's always someone we want to talk about so <laughs> he's always in our hearts <laughs> yep yeah yeah i thoroughly enjoyed this movie it really had me it really gripped me and yeah i i found after doing some reading and then also doing some reflecting that some new thoughts started to form but certainly as i was watching it i was swept away and just fully engrossed and absolutely loved it yeah i loved it as well I kind of got the feeling I was like is this what Kim felt trying to take the notes for Ludo's plot (laughs) just because like there was a lot happening (laughs) so much happening I was glad that you were doing the recap and not me (laughs) yeah and I found myself wondering like this is the extended cut Mm -hmm. so what was shown in theaters you know like what did they remove yeah I was wondering that too I also was really regretting not seeing it in theaters because I had the opportunity to do that it did play here in Vermont and I'm really sad that I missed it I feel like it would have been similar to seeing Patan. Yeah, definitely. Just huge and loud and... The action was great. The action was excellent, yes. Um, So we have Shah Rukh Khan, of course, in our leading role as both Azad (laughs) and Vikram (laughs) Rattar. We have Nayantara as Narmada and Vijay Setupati as Kali, our villain, and I wanted to Mm -hmm. mention them specifically because they're both actors from South Indian industries. Oh, okay. Uh, Nayantara is largely Tamil and Telugu, and this is her Hindi film debut. Oh. And Vijay Setupati is largely a Tamil 
film star. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. And then the director of the film is Atli, who is, this is also his Hindi film directing debut, and he has largely directed Tamil films in the past. So I think it's really cool that we're, we we brought in a lot of South Indian, like bringing in a lot of that influence uh, is, yeah. is really awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I also just wanted to mention that Sanya Malotra is in this as well because mm-hmm. I had not known that she yeah. was in it. And yeah. then I looked and I was like, oh my God, she's in Ludo. <laughs> yeah. <I love> her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I, I'm always blown away by how beautiful I find her and I think she's really talented and well, we'll talk about it once the movie once we get into the recap. Yeah. <laughs> There's other ladies too. Um honestly I yeah. It's a huge cast. <laughs> it's a very big um, cast, yeah. Um, and not we can to mention also, we get a few appearances. We Sorry, do what? we do get a few appearances. That was exactly what I was going to say next, that we, we get uh, Deepika having an extended cameo, yeah. which is great. And, and for Sanjay no reason, Dutt. I was fully aware of Sanjay Dutt was also there. I really, it, I got yeah. excited when I saw his name in the like thank yous at the start. I was like, ooh, Sanjay Dutt, I wonder if he'll have a cameo. And then I was like, what is his role here? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always glad to see him. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely missed that he was in the thank you at the start. Mm-hmm. I just was watching it. And it wasn't even until the end that I was like, wait a second. <laughs> wait, is that Sanjay? Yeah. So, I thought uh, at first I, I was it. like, is he the guy with the mask with the cheetah? But no. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's that guy? I don't know who that guy <laughs> we is. We don't know. <laughs> His name is Mr. D, so there's that. Anyway, oh, that's very funny. <laughs> let's let's begin. Yeah. So we open on India's border, where a woman and her son find a bloody man floating by on the river, a la Aragorn. <laughs> I literally, my first note is, is this Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Yes, I was half expecting because they had a horse with them. I thought the horse was going to... Is the horse (laughs) going to drag him from the river? The horse is going (laughs) to nuzzle him back to life, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, no, that's not what happened. But so this um, woman and her son bring this mostly dead man... Slightly alive. (laughs) Slightly alive, back to their village where the villagers heal him and bandage him and he rests because he is in a coma. A few months later, he is still in this coma when some soldiers ride into the village in cars and on motorbikes and they just start massacring everyone. Yeah. And the village elder ends up calling to their god. And as he's doing this, the bandaged man wakes up. Mm-hmm. And he leaps into the fray and starts killing baddies. And then he gets hit in the head multiple times with a torch, which means that his bandages catch on fire and they burn away. And I said, like a beautiful phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah. <laughs> Shah Rukh Khan appears. I think you hit the nail on the head with that description. I, <laughs> I lost my breath for a moment. So. Mm. Um, and so he kills the last of the bad guys and the remaining villagers hail him as their messiah. In response, he says, who am I? Mm-hmm. And this little boy who had originally saved him in the beginning of the movie says that he promises that when he grows up, he'll figure out who this mystery man is. Yeah. I also think it's worth <laughs> mentioning how that little boy, like, caught the knife that was about to, like, stab him and his mother and it was just, like, holding it in yeah. his hands. 
Like that, yeah. that kid's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a move. <laughs> yeah, a lot of blood. Um, and then it's 30 years later. Uh-huh. And a seemingly pregnant woman gets on a train. And when a child whispers to her, baby, she says, bomb. And the kid's like, <gasps> Super casual. <laughs> and we are introduced to Kalki, the darling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also get introduced to a woman known as the composer and then a woman known as the techie, whose name is Helena. Um, so I'm also not going to name all these women because not all of their backstories come up, which I thought they would because they were introduced yeah, as like, a major I, yeah, part I of the plot. <laughs> I, I was also confused didn't. by that. Yeah. So I'm really just, I'm bringing up Helena because she, shows up in other things i just couldn't because we didn't focus on them so i couldn't remember who was who (laughs) this is where my criticism of the like you know the quote-unquote female centric nature of this movie comes in because they had so many women and they didn't focus really on any of their stories it kind of became like what was the point of having all of these women it's a good point so i don't it didn't quite live up to uh, yeah. To, to that, to, to what it put forward as a thesis here. <laughs> I, I see that. I see that. But so Helena works some traffic light magic and causes a major accident at an intersection. Mm-hmm. And this accident worries a young woman who is on her way to take an exam. So she decides to take the metro. This young woman's name is Alia. And she is short on change to get her ticket. So an older woman helps her out. Older meaning older than the girl, not yeah. an older woman. Um and they together they run to the train and this woman is Lakshmi the mother mm-hmm. and as she and Alia take their seats Lakshmi makes eye contact with Iram the doctor <laughs> and then Helena says good to go chief mm-hmm. and we see a bandaged Shahrukh Khan get on the train yes we'll just call him the bandaged man for now <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll yeah. save, save the reveal um <laughs> All the ladies hold on as Helena hacks the system and sends the train careening down a different track. And it comes to a stop in a dark tunnel. And as all the civilians are panicking, the women shed their normal clothes and reveal that they're in, like, tactical gear and yeah. they have guns. Yeah, they look amazing. <laughs> they really do. The ladies then contact the Metro Control Center and tell them that the train has been hijacked. Mm-hmm. But wait! There's an off-duty policeman on board, or soldier. (laughs) I don't know what he does. And it is at this time that the bandaged man decides to intervene. And he has a super awesome lion ring, which I had forgotten (laughs) about until later in the film. Uh Lions are an important imagery. Um, And he walks forward through the women, approaches the hero, and takes him out with the bandage around his head. Yeah. And he reveals that he's bald. Yes, yeah, a big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big reveal. And this bald guy announces that he's the new captain and he laughs evilly. And he then shoots a woman in a burqa to prove that he's serious about hijacking this train and yeah. taking all these people hostage. Yeah, it was like, the, the, okay, so he's fully a terrorist, apparently. Uh, which yeah. I was like, I was not expecting that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's evil. <laughs> um,. And he gets on the walkie-talkie to the control center, demanding that they bring in a hostage negotiator who is, quote, fun to talk to. I missed that. That's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. He also is just so funny. Like, I love him in this role. I do, too. Playing this villain. Yeah. Why are you so easygoing and chill about all of this? (laughs) That's a a good choice for a villain when it's executed well. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think even though, you know, 
he doesn't end up being a villain, but it does right. feel it is a really good choice here for this character. Yeah. I were you going to talk about the Ali Abat reference? I was not, but okay. you should feel I just, free to. I just wanted to make my joke that <laughs> I made in my notes, which was that, like, you know, he says something about, like, wanting Ali Abat, but then he turns to the man on the train next to him and is like, is she too young for me? And that man's like, yeah. And then I wrote, also, you're her therapist. And that's inappropriate <laughs> for you to date her. That's a Dear Zindigi reference. <laughs> yeah, it is. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I will also say that, yeah, Shahrukh has definitely starred opposite women who are Ali Abad's age. I don't um, think he's starred opposite he not... anyone that young. I guess Deepika is, like, seven years older than Yeah, her. but that's... Okay. It's not a far cry from reality yeah also did they kind of like try to make him younger let's we'll talk about okay that. <laughs> we'll talk about it, it, it there is just something anyway okay <laughs> put a pin in that um so cue another woman snazzily dressed named narmada the bald man greets her by talking about her previous negotiations because he knows all about her mm-hmm. and she tells him to tell her about his organization And so, in return, he gives her a speech about how he works for Indian citizens and that nothing ever changes, no matter how much he votes for new people. He says that he wants a song. (laughs) So, Narmada sings a song to him, and he says that she has to get the agriculture minister next to her by the end of the song. Mm -hmm. And then the camera in the train shuts off, and the bald guy dances. The agriculture minister does manage to arrive before the end of the song, so the villain explains that under this minister's watch in the past year, 10,281 farmers died by suicide. Mm-hmm. And the villain then demands that the minister get him 40,000 crore. That's like $5 billion. That's a lot of money. <laughs> and the minister's like, that's impossible. And the villain says that he should ask the private sector, a.k.a. businessmen. He then turns to Alia, the girl on the train, not Alia Bhatt, Bhatt. (laughs) and tells her to make a call. So she calls her dad, who is a businessman named Kali, and we know right away he's a bad man. He's killing people. He's like giving a Uh, eulogy about how he killed a man at that man's funeral. Yeah. Wow. It's rough. (laughs) Kali, after he gets this phone call from his daughter, he calls for... Murad, who is this massive man who works for him, mm-hmm. and Murad meets with the agriculture minister and tells him Kali is ready to pay. So the villain gives them the instructions for transferring the money, and he's like, I'm going to set this bomb off if it doesn't go through. And then we get Kalki's backstory. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Kalki lived on a farm with her parents and was heading to her own exams when some men arrived and demanded money. And Kalki's father explained to them that his crops had been ruined by the rain. The men then hit Kalki's father and stripped his lungi. Um, and then they take the family's tractor. And Kalki's father recovers and he's very sweet about it. And he sends her off to school for her exams. Um, and then at the bus stop, he sees a paper advertising two lakhs to the family of any farmers who die by suicide. So he hangs himself. Mm -hmm. And when Kalki returns home from school, she finds him. And then at her father's funeral, the men return and ask her mother when they'll pay the loan. Kalki smacks this guy with a shovel and ends up probably killing him or at least assaulting a whatever. I hope she killed him. He sucked. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. condone violence. Ooh, but. <laughs> but if you really suck, we might condone <laughs> you, it a bit you might more. might as well die. <laughs> uh, so we're back in the present day, and we see the villain explaining that the same bank that led to Kalki's father's death is the same bank that was able to forgive Alia's father's 40,000 crore loan. Mm-hmm. And then the money comes through, and the villain asks for applause, but no one does anything. <laughs> He then goes over to the woman who in the burqa who he had shot and he taps her on the shoulder and she stands yep. revealing that her like namaker is the artist. <laughs> um, she would have been cool to learn more about. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, and now everyone applauds. They're like, wow, it's really just a show. <laughs> I really um, like that the little boy started it off. He was just yes. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, this could have been very traumatizing for him, but yeah, it seems no. like he actually had a great time. I think so, too, yeah. Uh, and then the train is put back into motion, and meanwhile, we see armed forces swarming the train station. And the train pulls in, and all the armed forces aim their guns, and out of the train comes canisters of smoke. And when they get on the train, they find that no one is there, and that the quote-unquote villain had walked right by Narmada in the smoke. Mm-hmm. So Narmada's team tries to corral the, the, the hijackers, and they fail. And then they try to hack the bank account of the bald guy, but they fail at that too because the money has already been transferred to 7 million other accounts mm-hmm. belonging to farmers across India. Yay! Yay! Yeah, the the farmers now got all their loans paid off, which is amazing. Yeah, and we then see the villain strip off his disguise, mm-hmm. and then Narmada also says that their only clue is the six girls that were with him. They're women. They're ladies. Mm-hmm. Six women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't know who they are, but she knows that they'll try another operation, and Narmada will catch them then. Mm-hmm. And Kali says, "Good." Next time, I don't want to see them on the news. I want to see them in jail. Cut to all six ladies <laughs> breaking back into the women's prison to become part of the population. Yep. <laughs> and back at Kali's house, his daughter Alia tells him that the hijacker had a message for him, and that message is his name, Vikram Rator. Now, I thought at this point, I thought that maybe he was immortal. The village, the village magic, like yes. made him immortal. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually thought with the way that they started the film, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, it's kind of like a superhero film. Yeah, he's gonna be like the Eternals, like he's just immortal and he just bops around and like saves people through the yeah. years. Then we're back at the prison, which has just earned the UN Public Service Award, mm-hmm. and it's all thanks to Warden Azad. Yeah, but wait. Warden Azad is the same hijacker from the train. What? What's his real name? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you it's Azad. <laughs> For a while, I was confused. I thought Azad was another front. I yeah, know. so did I. Yeah. Azad is who he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's worked here 12 years, and the women have all contributed to society in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. And to thank the givers of the award... They're all going to dance. <laughs> yeah, they are. And we get Zinda Banda. Yeah. Which is my favorite. It's my fave too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have my my second as well lined <laughs> okay. up. So I have to say I didn't I, I wasn't super into really much of the dance in, in this movie. 
And I'm picking this one as my favorite because I was just so excited about it when it happened. I was like, oh, I love this. I yeah. live for this. I live for the Bollywood dance numbers. Um, it is fun. Yeah. I like the song. I feel like it's catchy and it'll uh-huh. fit in well in my Bollywood jams playlist. Excellent. I also just, his red shirt. Yes. It pops. Yeah. This was the only number where I approved of uh, the costuming. For, for I, I had a lot of thoughts about the costuming, <laughs> and I'm glad that, yeah, it's mostly bad. <laughs> yeah. But I also really like that this dance number features in certain moments some background dancers who have, like, diverse body types as well as mm-hmm. diverse ages. I really appreciated seeing that. That's not something we see super frequently. And I'm glad that this movie took the opportunity. They were like, okay, we've got like 400 women dancing behind Shah Rukh Khan. Why don't we mix it up a little bit and not just have like young, thin women? Like, let's mix it up. Agreed. And also just, just to mention one more outfit that he's wearing in this. His outfit with the green shirt and, like, mm-hmm. the empty gun holster uh-huh. <laughs> really made me think that he was going to go join Brendan Fraser in the fight against the mummy. <laughs> that would have like, been great. I would love that. Let's he get fit right in. a Bollywood version of the mummy. Yeah. Please. I will say, if we did do that, I, I'm not, not sure I would, yeah, I'm not sure I would want Shah Rukh in our leading role. But... No, I know. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> but I want can... it to be Ranveer and Deepika. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. And Rajkumar Rao can be Jonathan. That's great. <laughs> I think that's great. I Or Aishman Karana. Let's get Bollywood on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Bollywood, hello. Have we got an idea for you? Hey, it's Kim and Katie again. Um, <laughs> I do. I'm glad that you are mentioning his shirts in this dance summer, though, because I love, you know, we've got the classic Bollywood, like, you mm-hmm. know, who needs top buttons? It's excellent. Yeah. And we get a cameo from the director, Atli. Okay. Yeah. I literally was like, and then another guy joins in because <laughs> I thought he was going to be part of the movie. Right. And then I get to the end of the movie and I'm like, that Where guy was didn't that show guy? up again. <laughs> he was behind the camera. I read a whole, I like Googled it, who it was. And I read a whole thing. There was like an article that was like, people didn't know since he's a Tamil director. They were like, are mm. people going to recognize him? And then I get, and I don't know who it was, but people were like, oh, we don't care. We want the, we want to do this. We're doing it. It's going to be fun. We don't care if people are like, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But I also really liked where it ended. Yes. Which is when he goes to do the Shah Rukh arms, but uh-huh. all of his ladies beat him to it. Yep. And he just kind of winks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. I love that moment. It was really fun. So that's that dance number. And in the next scene, a woman named Kaveri is helping Azad get ready for a date. And I was like, well, who's this woman? I actually rewound to be like, I must have missed her. She must have been on the train. No, she was not. She's a different woman. Okay. Um, I'll explain about her later. (laughs) She'll come up again. But when Azad goes to meet with this woman and her parents, because it's about discussing an arranged marriage, mm-hmm. it is the child of the woman who is waiting for him. Yes. And this daughter's name is Suji, and she's looking for a papa who can whack her teacher for whacking her and who will hold her hand during scary movies. Yeah. And after asking him a series of questions, Suji asks him for his number and then she takes a selfie to show her mom. She's so cute. I really, I, I enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
And so Suji then calls Azad because she needs him to be her papa at a meeting with her principal. Uh-huh. And at the school, Azad meets Suji's mother for the first time, who is no other than Narmada. <gasps> Gasp. What are the odds? I mean, really. They're slim. There's a lot of people in India. <laughs> Very slim. <laughs> um, and Suji tells Narmada that this is the man she's looking for. And he's like, <gasps> and then Suji says, to marry. Yeah. And Narmada says, this is not cool. And Suji says, but he's so cool. And then Zod says, I'm very hot. <laughs> because he spilled coffee down yeah. his front. It's all ridiculous. I, this whole, I rewound and rewatched this a couple of times. Because right? it was like, just the beats of the jokes were really good. And Shahrukh's really delivery good. was really good. I loved it. Because then Suji slaps him and says, don't mess it up, buddy. <laughs> I love that she calls him buddy. Yeah. Um, Narmada and Azad talk, and she tells him that for a man to be a father, he must be completely trustworthy because Suji's father had abandoned them after finding out that Narmada was pregnant and wanted to keep the baby. Yeah, he sucks. What makes no sense to me is that he's like, I'll marry you if you get an abortion. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to raise our child that we've conceived, but I will marry you. Yeah, it it didn't really make a ton of sense. I mean, I guess people cannot want kids. That's true. And, and still want to, like, marry the partner. But if your partner wants to have kids, then... I guess actually exactly what happened is the right thing that should happen. I don't know. Maybe yeah. her dad's not the worst person in the world. <laughs> maybe. That's okay. That's fair. Um, but then we get Chalea. Mm-hmm. And yes, as we alluded to earlier, I'm going to be honest. I don't like most of his. I, nope. I, I, I can't even think of one outfit I did like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just felt like they were trying to dress him to be a younger man. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I found it. Ugh. I didn't like it. I did not like it. Yeah, I wrote, they dressed him like he's 26. Yeah. They're trying to claim that he's 30 in this. He's 58 and he's years so old. so visibly not 30. Like, yeah. this isn't what 30-year-old people look like. I was like, <laughs> why didn't they have it be 40? 40? That's still 40 a stretch, is at least, right. But, but like, at least believable. it's closer to his age. It's a weird choice, and I don't get it. The woman who he's playing opposite the actress is, she's she's close to 40. So she's in oh, her really? late 30s. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she looks incredibly young, but she is. <laughs> she's, she's turning 40 next year. I really wish if we're going to be having men in their late 50s still playing action heroes i have no problem with that i will happily go and see shahrukh in any movie that he is in can we have age appropriate women play opposite him yeah like and also just let him be 50 Right. Let him be 50. I mean, I get why in this movie. I guess because, yes, the plot could have worked. But they could, like, 40 and 70 would have worked a lot better than 30 and 60 in this movie. Because Shahrukh is almost 60, so don't have him play 30. Have him play something that's actually on either side of his actual age. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get Kajal or Ronnie. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Get some fresh people in there. I'm sure there's sure. ladies out there trying to become actresses. Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? Love it. But after this, uh, we see Azad working at a board of plans. Like, what do you call that? A string board where the, you know you've got all the pins and the string and the. I don't. Does it have a name? 
I feel like it should. It's <laughs> it in should. so many things. Springboard. Sp- Springboard is good. <laughs> um, and it has justice for Iram pinned mm-hmm. at the top. Yes. Also, at this point, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to go through each of the women. Yeah, me too. And they're going to have <laughs> justice for their wrongs. That was also what I thought was going to happen. But no. 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 <laughs> then there is a man speaking to a crowd and talking about how much he's improved the public health system. And this is the health minister. This is interspersed with scenes from the public hospitals with crowded beds, unreliable electricity, a lack of needed supplies, things like that. And as part of this, the health minister is like, someone shoot me. Because I won't even go to a private hospital. That's how good our public hospitals are now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so go ahead, shoot me right right in the chest. Uh, so Azad's crew does. I'm like, yeah, I did, you asked I for it. Know, I was like, did he write this in his script and they had the script in advance? Like, for, like the script for the speech. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this would be a really funny time to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Azad's crew ends up commandeering the ambulance that the minister is loaded into, and they bring him to a public hospital. Mm-hmm. And Azad, in another disguise, then transmits a video to Narmada's team in which he calls out the health minister for his lies. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, doc, tell us all the stuff you need to save the health minister's life that you do not have, contrary to what the health minister was just saying. And the doctor lists out all the staff and equipment he needs. And then the minister's right-hand guy says, is the board saying hospital the only thing you have? Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I mean, depressing, but It's dark, but it is funny. (laughs) Uh, And then Narmada asks Azad how much he wants this time, and he says he just wants the truth. So the health secretary, there's also just like a lot of names of people in a lot like, of government, government officials <laughs> yeah. yeah this is the health secretary and he holds a press conference and tells everyone that 60 children were admitted to this hospital for encephalitis and Iram was a doctor at the time there mm-hmm. and she called for more supplies only to be told that there was too much bureaucracy to get what they needed um so she was scrambling trying to figure out other solutions but most of the children died yeah. And then there was a sham trial where the health minister blamed her for the deaths and that it was not a lack of oxygen that caused their deaths, but her negligence. And she was given two life sentences and sent to prison. Also, I did write that Azad's disguise that he has through this um, this whole sequence is he's got Don 2 hair. Yeah. I, I hadn't described his disguise, but as I said that, I was like, is this the Don 2 hair? Which Yeah, it is. <laughs> well boy it's good it's a good look it's a very and to, good look. to be fair the dawn two hair that he has in prison that contrary to my memory he does not have he doesn't have most the of the movie yeah just the opening <laughs> sequence yeah but it's good it's, it's very good, good. in yeah. the jumpsuit oh. leaves an impact <laughs> <laughs> anyway this whole story is revealed uh, and Azad demands that 200-some hospitals be given all the supplies that they need within five hours. And sure enough, the hospitals get what they need. Yeah. And now all the public is like, all of our hospitals were able to get what they needed in five hours. That's incredible. And now everyone knows the name Vikram Rator. I really love the line, 
the only thing required is the intent of the system. Mm, yeah. Very powerful line. <laughs> True across the world. Yep. Yeah. Applies to literally everything. It really does. Yeah. Very all-encompassing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Azad then makes one more request of Narmada, which is that she send a helicopter for him and his crew at the hospital. Mm-hmm. But it's a trap! And as they're all about to get on the helicopter, a truck bursts through the wall, and a bunch of soldiers surround the ladies. But then, Azad pushes a big red button that causes a van to explode. There's also <laughs> just, like, a lot of explosions, and I'm like, yeah. I don't follow. Yeah. <laughs> um... And that's all the distraction that's needed for the ladies to turn on the soldiers and start kicking butt. And Narmada gets in on the action, too, and she's really good at fighting. Yeah. Um, Azad is wearing a cool mask over half of his face. Yeah, he's um, Phantom, of, Phantom of the yes. Opera. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because I was like, is it like Phantom of the Opera? And I was like, I don't remember. And I was too lazy to look up a photo. <laughs> so... It is Thank the Phantom. <laughs> yes. The Phantom. The Phantom. Of the the opera. <laughs> Inside your mind. <laughs> is that the lyrics? <laughs> I don't know the show that well, but I hope that they are. They are now. <laughs> I, I also don't know this song very I, well. <laughs> I grew up in a household that was very opposed to Andrew Lloyd Webber, so I don't I know. I, I know the melodies. I don't know any of the words. Um, I think that's really what matters. The melodies are the iconic bits. <laughs> ba 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 ba. Yeah. Ba that's ba ba ba. <laughs> uh, right. The cool mask. Yes. So this cool phantom mask is enough to conceal Azad's identity as he starts fighting with Narmada, mm-hmm. and then meanwhile. One of the ladies swings into the helicopter in a super cool way and takes care of all of the soldiers inside of it. Um, And then she's like, okay, let's go. And all the ladies run onto the helicopter and Azad makes a run for it and he makes it. But Narmada is close on his heels and she ends up ripping his mask off as the helicopter rises. Yes. And she doesn't see his face. But the mask does have his hair on it. So she immediately takes it back to her lab for them to run DNA testing on it. The lab finds that the hair does not belong to one man, but belongs to several different people of different ages. Through this, they determine that he wears wigs. Can you get the DNA off of the hair from a wig? I maybe I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Me neither. I'm not a wig scientist. <laughs> um, and Narmada asks her team for a sketch of him at various ages as soon as possible, even though tomorrow is her wedding. Yeah, it is. And Narmada and Azad get married as the sketch artist gets to work, and they discover that the culprit looks exactly like Azad, and wow. they call Narmada. But Suji confiscates her phone because it's ringing literally in the middle of the marriage <laughs> ceremony. Of the ceremony. <laughs> um, so they do get married. And that night, Azad tells Narmada that he needs to tell her something. But then his phone rings. And so she steps away to give him some privacy. And he answers. And it's the ladies calling him from the prison. Mm-hmm. Then as Narmada steps away and gets her phone off the charger, she sees the photos come in from the sketch artist. And yes. realizes, Azad, her new husband, is the hijacker from the train. Yeah, that's rough. 
it, 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 yeah, it is rough. And, and, you know, this is one of those instances where it's like, man, what would have been different if you had had the chance to say this first before yeah. she saw these photos? Yeah, it would have been great. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, she probably maybe still. She probably still would have been pretty mad about it. Um, I just really like that the ladies, when they call him, offer him technical support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's, it's very sweet. But Narmada immediately gets her gun, and she shoots Azad. Yeah, just, just like Dilwale. Yeah, so much of this movie is very similar to other movies, not in like a unoriginal way, but just I'm like, yeah, that feels like Dilwale. There's another moment that feels like War. There's another mm-hmm. moment that feels like Doom Two. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, um, but as she shoots Azad. A bunch of armed goons just open fire on their house mm-hmm. and kidnap them both. The ladies are on their way from prison because they obviously heard this whole thing happen because they were on the phone right. with Azad. And Kali's brother is beating Narmada because they think she was in on Azad's plans the whole time. And then the brother shoots Narmada. Uh, yeah. it, she's okay. She, <laughs> the eels don't get her. <laughs> Um, but at that moment, the ladies arrive with their guns, but someone else beats them to taking out the bad guys. Yeah. A new guy enters, uh-huh. <laughs> and he looks exactly but like Azad, but he's grizzled. He is. And he's smoking a cigar. Yeah. he kicks butt. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> and he's also got this metal belt. Yeah, he just whacks that he people. He just like throw, like kind of like throws around people's necks. <laughs> I am much more attracted to Vikram than I am to Azad. <laughs> yeah, I, Vikram's got a great vibe. Yeah. All about Vikram. Oh. I really, I, I really like looking at my notes for this because it really took me by surprise that suddenly there was a second one of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But my, there was a lot of swearing and a, a lot of shock in my notes. And then the last thing I wrote was, boy, does he look incredible. <laughs> right. But yes, so this is Vikram. <laughs> and Azad has just passed out in his chair. And so Vikram picks him up and carries him away. And it's intermission. Yay. After intermission, Kali is speaking at a big meeting of other businessmen. And he talks about how... All these businessmen are being blamed for killing people and causing environmental pollution. Mm -hmm. So they should all move their work to India instead, which will allow them to do whatever they want to do because the government won't do anything because they'll just buy off, like, the election officials. It's easy. Um, (laughs) This did feel a little bit like, we get it. Yeah. These guys are evil. And like the, you know, the government. The government's bad. Yeah. (laughs) And the investors are into this idea, including one guy who looks a bit like Bane in a wheelchair, who Mm -hmm. also has a pet cheetah. He does, yeah. And then we see that Kali is mourning the death of his brother. Oh, because they killed Kali's brother. Like Vikram, like, killed him or something. Um, And now Kali is like, I'm going to pledge revenge. Next, Narmada is talking to her team about how Azad is their main target, but she's also piecing together the, like, identities of the women on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, so she decides to infiltrate the prison to kind of figure out who they are and gather some more information. 
she then just smashes her head into a mirror. She really does, to yeah. Give herself a cut. <laughs> and then has her guys throw her into the cell with the main women. And she starts talking about Azad and how he's not who they all think he is, and he's a criminal who used her and her daughter. And one of the ladies says that before Nirmada can understand who Azad is, she needs to understand who Vikram Rator is. Yes. And so now we're taken back to 1986, Mm -hmm. to Barnala, where there's a mud fight happening in the rain. Yeah, there is. (laughs) I was kind of like Happy New Year vibes. Very Happy New Year-esque, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But instead, we see a younger Vikram Rator with a mustache volunteer to fight a mountain of a man. And he wins, but then a woman volunteers to fight him. Mm-hmm. And into the ring steps Deepika Padukone. Yay! Playing a woman named Ashraya. And she says that Vikram will lose. And he says, I lost to you ages ago. Mm-hmm. Which I, I like. And so- uh, she, <laughs> she throws him to the ground. And then we get a dance number. Ferrata. Yay! This is my number two. Yeah, I, Just, this, I, this is a solid number two. Because the costumes in this one are great. <laughs> yes, I loved that um, her outfit matches his ascot. Love it. Most of it. It's so love cute. It. <laughs> I also just, I love their energy together. I do too, yeah. It just makes me think like every time that they do a dance number together they're just like it's a reunion yeah they're i like i believe so much that these two are like actually friends and even when they're playing opposite each other and they do have good romantic chemistry i don't find it as weird as i do sometimes with sharuk with other younger women because it does just feel like they're friends who trust each other and right anyway yeah yes 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 yes. i get what you're saying um yeah it's great and love his mustache but as they're dancing a man arrives with a letter and her face falls but so vikram is brought into a briefing about a terrorist situation where 40 indian people are being held hostage so they're sending in a special ops team to save all the hostages And Vikram is the captain of this elite force that's being sent in. And they go and they're shooting at terrorists when suddenly all of his men's guns, including his own, stop working. Yeah. And one of the members of his team dies in the operation, which is very sad. But then they are able to save the hostages they were sent to save. Mm -hmm. Um And Vikram calls for an investigation into the company that produced the guns. And whose company produced the guns but Kali's? Oh, boy. But at the court-martial, Mr. Kali says it was a human error because the soldiers just need more training to figure out how to shoot the guns, according Mm -hmm. to the manual. Now, Vikram is a total badass. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, oh, okay, let me assemble this gun, according to the manual. And then it's like, okay, and now it'll shoot, right? And Kali is like, yeah. And then Vikram turns the gun on him and pulls the trigger. And of course, it does not shoot because it's faulty. And Vikram delivers a speech to Kali about how his profits are not worth human lives, and Kali is to blame for the deaths of 27 soldiers. I always want to say shoulders. (laughs) 27 27 shoulders 27 shoulders really it's 54 shoulders that's sad um the military then blacklists kali's company effectively ruining him 
So Vikram goes home to his beautiful wife, but then the lights go out and their dog is shot. Yeah. That's really awful. Real dark. And Vikram goes outside to investigate, only to be injected with something by a random guy. I feel like that doesn't really come back. No. (laughs) I guess that maybe they tranked him or something. Right. And then as he's, like, fighting some goons, another bad guy gets Ashraya by the throat, which forces Vikram to drop the two guys he was fighting. And it's clear that Kali is behind this when he shows up and takes Vikram away, leaving Ashraya behind. At the house with Ashreya, a man in a military uniform lays out this whole story to her about how her husband is a traitor to his country and was accepting money in exchange for state secrets. He's like, see all this evidence because they brought in a bunch of money. Um, and he threatens Ashreya and tells her that she needs to sign paperwork confirming Vikram is a traitor. And he's like, so here, take this pen. <laughs> and she then kills him with the pen because she sticks it into his neck and he bleeds everywhere and then she kills the other guys in the house standing guard over her yeah Um, and then she's taken to prison yeah and kali then goes to visit ashraya in prison and he tells her that he killed vikram uh, and we see a flashback and we see that kali took vikram in a helicopter to the border shot him a couple of times and then pushed him out of the helicopter so that he fell to the ground he should be like he he should be very like how low was that helicopter flying (laughs) (laughs) apparently very low too just like in rat race (laughs) yeah you gotta be careful you'll hit some cows (laughs) you might yeah who knows um and then back in the prison at the end of this flashback kali graphically details to ashraya what it is like to hang Mm -hmm. and as ashraya walks to the gallows she faints and the prison workers determine that she is pregnant. Yeah, the the one doctor woman just, like, takes her pulse and is like, she's pregnant. <laughs> yes, she must be pregnant. Um, and per Indian law, her execution must be pushed off until her child is five years old. Um, so then we get a, lo- a slow song where we see... Ashraya being treated really well by all the women in the prison like they're giving her extra food and they're all really excited about the coming baby um it's really sweet it's like they just supporting women band together and Ashraya gives birth and the boy grows up in the prison raised by all the women around him Mm -hmm. he is who he is because of the women who raised him you're right I don't necessarily think the emphasis is on that but it's there, and I, I, I appreciated yes. all these little moments, yeah. Yes. Um, but then it is Azad's fifth birthday, and Ashreya tells him that his father is dead, but he has Vikram's strength. Ashreya then places him in care of Kaveri, the warden at the time, who's the woman from the beginning-ish yes. part of the film who <laughs> set him up with Narmada. And then Ashraya is executed. Yeah. And we learned that Kaveri ended up adopting Azad and raising him. And when he was grown, he became the prison warden. Back in the jail, Narmada asks the women where Azad is. And they tell her he's in a safe place. Mefus. <laughs> <laughs> Oink. Um, and we learn how Vikram came to find Azad. The boy from the village... <laughs> I was waiting for this guy to come back, Me and too. I also, 
I also like had thought the guy on the train was going to be that guy, and yeah. I and then when and then when it like moved on from that, I was like, oh no, that was really racist <laughs> of me. <laughs> but it was him. But I was correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So the boy from the village who vowed that he would learn Vikram's name ended up becoming a soldier, and he was able to figure out who Vikram was and track down his old squad members. And they then showed up at the village and told Vikram who he is. Mm -hmm. But now we are at the hideout, wherever this is. It's near the prison, um, Mm -hmm. I think. And Azad is telling Vikram that everything he's ever done was for him. But Vikram is quiet because he has no memory of what he did before his fall. So to him, it's nothing but a story. And in the jail, Narmada is taken in for an interrogation. And in the hideout, Azad is watching video feed of the interrogation room. Mm -hmm. In the interrogation, Narmada's right-hand man slaps her and reveals her mic to all of the women. And we learn that he's been working for Kali this whole time. Yeah. Kali tells the right-hand guy, who has a name that I didn't bother to write down, to murder Narmada and inflict the same wounds that killed his brother on the team of women. Mm-hmm. But the women break free and stop him before he can. And meanwhile, Azad appears in the interrogation room and beats up the right-hand guy. But then the baddie says that his men have infiltrated this jail. And Azad responds, maybe, but this jail belongs to my women. Mm-hmm. And he pushes the button and unleashes all the women from their cells as if they're kind of like trained animals yeah that's this also isn't my favorite part of like my women i mean yeah (laughs) because they've just said like the The women or like yeah or it belongs to us like just and then the women come out and be you know yeah (laughs) there were other options um so yeah the women flood out and they take out all the bad guys and Azad goes back to the interrogation room to find Narmada on the floor, along with Lakshmi, mm-hmm. who was shot by the bullet intended for Narmada. And as a reminder, Lakshmi is the mother. Yeah. Um, and they bring Lakshmi to the hideout to try to save her, and Vikram steps in to use the paddles. But yeah, then... I didn't understand why he, he, why they had him do the paddles when they have an actual doctor on the team. It's why a, did they have I, the, I... the man with brain damage? <laughs> Step in in the last minute to try to save her life. It's a great question because he's immortal. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, he actually might be immortal. We don't know. Maybe he is, yeah. He just will get steadily older and older and older and never die. But he never dies, yeah. (laughs) Until he's like the worm grandma in SpongeBob. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,. We see Lakshmi's backstory where her whole family was poisoned by the gas released by Kali's factory, but they can't save Lakshmi, and she dies. Yeah. And the remaining five women pledge to continue without her, and then Narmada says that she will take Lakshmi's place. Mm -hmm. Which, I did kind of think she'd be like, no one can replace Lakshmi, but I'll join you, or something. Yeah, but no, she's like, I'll a, take her nice place. Yeah. It's like, I it's can cool. replace Lakshmi. <laughs> Women well. are, in, are dispensable. <laughs> uh, you just trade one out for another. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. Now it's time to plan a heist on Kali's money that he's planning to use to buy off election officials that was yeah. given to him by the mafia. <laughs> Great. 
a lot. It's so, so elaborate. So half the team is on this heist. And then we get a fun fight with hand-to-hand combat on top of trucks. And Helena is almost killed by a truck driver. But she's saved by Vikram, who appears out of nowhere on his motorcycle. Very cool. (laughs) Still smoking a cigar. Yeah. (laughs) Whacks this bad guy with his metal belt. Mm -hmm. And then Vikram's whole team arrives on motorcycles behind him as well. And I do kind of like this, like, crew of middle-aged men on motorcycles i agree yeah they're delightful and vikram does a lot of chaotic amazing things like hook the bottom of a car to a light post Uh and throw a parachute over a car's windshield and then one of the guys throws eggs on the windshield which i thought that was brilliant i was like so simple but very effective (laughs) yeah but then it's also funny because like yeah they're throwing eggs but then they also have some high tech like this one guy just pushes a button and then this motorcycle arms itself. They spend all their money on that tech. <laughs> and like, then they're like, wait, we need this. one more thing. Uh, eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Vikram takes out the remainder of the car convoy by throwing his cigar into the gas tank of his motorcycle mm-hmm. and sending it careening towards them. Yep. Another big explosion. Yep. <laughs> but then there are more cars arriving. So Vikram tells Azad and his team to continue on with the trucks of money But Vikram's team ends up getting taken by Kali's bad guys. Yeah. And then Kali is very confused when the next day, Vikram appears on the news. Yeah, that would be confusing. It would be. But this is Azad in the bald disguise. And Azad, dressed as Vikram, or pretending to be Vikram, says that he has taken control of the entire women's prison and holds their lives in his hands. And one of Vikram's bros then tells Kali that the man on TV is Simba, but the man in his custody is Mufasa. I was really not expecting the Lion King reference. No, me neither. (laughs) Because the whole thing is that, like, Vikram and his team are, like, lions. They all have lion tattoos. I honestly, like, didn't notice. I, like, didn't put that together. So I'm glad that you mentioned that at the start. (laughs) Because I was like, there's, like, a whole thing with lions. (laughs) That's, like, actually, like, a big part of the imagery. Yeah, but... (laughs) Lions. (laughs) Lion King. Um, Lions of love. Yes, lion of love. (laughs) Um... But Kali asks Vikram how he survived, you know, being shot and pushed out of a helicopter. Yeah, it's a great question. That's just, it just, it honestly, it takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. Did you notice, okay, because also Vikram, after (laughs) getting shot, falling from the helicopter, hitting some trees, which slowed his descent, but not fast enough, then he falls into the water, and then he smacks his head. I did. I I was like, I feel like they did that because they were like, he needs to lose his memory. And I was like... Enough has happened. <laughs> like, yeah. losing your memory for 30 years is far-fetched enough. Like, it's an- you have proof. I believe you. Like, you don't need to also have him hit his head on a rock in the river. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, yes, Kali asks Vikram how he survived. We No one knows. We don't know. Um, but, of course, Vikram doesn't even remember who Kali is, and he's just like, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just a person. Um, At the prison, a new man in white appears named Nayak. And this is Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. Randomly. Because why not? Love to see him. And Nayak sends 100 soldiers into the prison because he believes in action, not negotiation. Mm -hmm. And he tells them to kill Vikram. And they go in and they surround Azad 
only to be surrounded themselves by an army of inmates with guns. Yeah. Nyak then is like, all right, you got us. What are your demands, Azad? And Azad sends him a document that he needs the head of state to sign. And then he sends Suji out with two briefcases. We then get a flashback to them planning the heist on the trucks. And while half the crew was attacking the trucks with money, the other half stole all the voting machines. Yeah, they did. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of them. Yeah. Big And um, they reveal that to Nyack. And in return for giving back the voting machines, their demands are that they close, that the government close, 50 factories that have been causing pollution and people's deaths. Mm -hmm. And the head of state is like, yeah, okay. And signs the papers saying that this is the first time a thief is forcing them to do the right thing. Also, I'm just like, the all of these things have to have wider consequences for the yeah. Indian economy. Like, right. they're all good, yeah. but also you like, can't there just... There is a reason that these things don't, and it's not just, like, greed. <laughs> right. I mean, definitely greed is, is a part it's of there. the law, but it's like, yeah, you can't, when someone good gets into power... They can't then be like, yes, let us spend $500 million on this. Yeah. Or, this is, you know. This is why vigilantism is usually not encouraged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is a fantastical world. So it, is, it yes. all works out. So then we switch over to Kali, who receives a call from Mr. D. And Mr. D tells him he's in trouble over the closing of his factories. And Kali's like, I'll figure it out. And then back... Around the prison, Azad tells Nayak that he has one more demand, and he broadcasts to the country and announces that he is not Vikram, and he removes his bald disguise. He then asks his final demand, which is that everyone question everything, like who they vote for. Mm-hmm. Mm. And everything is happy as they begin to return the voting machines until Kali shows up with Vikram in tow. And Kali's men lock the women away and take their guns, and then Kali starts beating Azad, and he asks where his money is, but Azad won't tell him. So Kali decides to shoot Vikram. But his gun won't fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, you should know better than to have your own guns that you make. You know make. your like... guns are trash. <laughs> right. Buy someone else's guns. <laughs> and as Kali tries to shoot Vikram, and it, the gun does nothing but click, all of Vikram's memories return. And then Vikram throws Kali into a wall and he embraces Azad. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yes. Kali then gets up and tells his goons to kill them both before they can sing an emotional song, which <laughs> I did really also like that. Yeah. <laughs> and as the goons rush them, Vikram and Azad separate and they kick butt together. It's yeah. Great. Azad then goes to free the ladies while Vikram faces Kali one on one. And they then drag Kali to the execution room, where Azad gives him the same speech Kali had given Ashraya. But yeah, but they hang Kali, so he dies. Yay! Bye! bye. (laughs) And then, a few months later, we see a beautiful seaside town where Azad is hanging out and all the ladies are with him. Mm -hmm. And then, Nayak shows up, pointing a gun at him. And then we learn that Nayak was actually in on everything from the start. Yeah. And he also says, hey, don't worry, the money went to the people because the money that they had taken from Kali, that Kali had gotten from the mafia, 
they then sent with the voting machines and yeah. then Nyack was able to distribute it. Fascinating stuff. And then Nyack leaves and we see Vikram's hanging out here too, which is great. And then we get our final song, mm-hmm. Not Ramaya Vestavaya, which was fine. I said, like, I do love Vikram, so there's that. And he has a scarf, so he does scarf dancing, which is sure. great. We love that. I also am actively against using the term fire for anything as an adjective. Uh-huh. Uh, but Narmada's red dress is actually fire like i was looking at it i was like there's no other word for it this is the only thing to describe it as yeah i did like that in this dance number we got a little bit more of the ladies featured like Mm -hmm. sonia lotra was like kind of at the front dancing yeah not as much as i would have necessarily liked but she was there (laughs) yeah yeah i will also i just one final loose end i mean i think there's a few but the mafia <laughs> yeah i have to imagine that There's they were sequ- using that to yeah. set that up for a sequel yeah i can't say i'm all that excited about a sequel <laughs> we don't we didn't need one yeah because like for one thing i don't think this villain is i'm not all that intrigued by whatever this villain is up to but they they were like but he looks like bane and he has a pet cheetah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, oddly enough didn't get me um and i also just like i don't really want to see Rukh playing this 30 year old man again no like maybe if they pretend that it's 10 years in the future or 15 years in the future that'd be great oh my god and then if suji is like part of the team too yeah that's fantastic okay we got to get back on the phone with bollywood (laughs) (laughs) hi leave me another voicemail uh When you're ready to do Jawan 2, we have ideas. Call us. Bye. <laughs> um, well, because I'm also worried that if they don't do too much in the future, Vikram is going to still be in the fight and he's going to end up dying. Well, I feel like he is going to end up dying. Like, that's <laughs> just like in, I was uh, honestly surprised he didn't Gaia, die like, at Krish. the end of this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Anyway, that was a lot. It Thanks is a lot. You, there. you did a great job with the recap. It's so many details and so many, so much plot stuff to keep straight. Ultimately, a fun movie. Yeah. My research for this week is kind of going into feelings that this movie didn't do enough. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it seemed to want to be a political action film. Yeah. And it fell short of of that goal. So in exploring that, I came across a critical review of the film by Anna M. M. Vetikad in the online publication Himal South Asian. And I wanted to kind of debrief about what I think is a very valid opinion and valid critique of the film. Mm-hmm. And Vetikad's main thesis is, like I said, that the film doesn't do enough to be critical, really, of any specific governing body or political party within India. Yeah. And given the nature of the film, a father and a son teaming up to combat political injustice, um, and this was kind of teased in certain parts of promos and things, fans speculated that this had a personal element for Shah Rukh Khan, whose son Aryan was arrested on charges of recreational drug use back in mm. 2021. Mm-hmm. 
The charges were dropped, but there is reasonable speculation that the whole ordeal was an effort by India's ruling political party to undermine the Hindi film industry generally and Shah Rukh Khan specifically because he is Muslim. Oh. Yes. I didn't know that aspect of it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's this whole theory that it was all a setup, and it seems like there's some very compelling evidence that that is the mm. case. And Ariane again was cleared of all charges. Mm-hmm. The party currently in power is, of course, the Bharatiya Janata Party, or the BJP, we've mm-hmm. talked about before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. They have a Hindu-first mentality, and on the extreme side of things would say that they're a Hindu national party. Mm-hmm. Despite being the power in party at the time of this film's release, obviously, because this is now and the film was released very recently, um, yep. there's only one issue that is addressed in this film that can be read clearly as a critique of the BJP. Um, And the rest of the film is very vague in its criticism. And that one BJP-related issue takes form in Sonia Malotra's character's story. I don't remember, Mm. was it Iram? Iram, yeah. Yeah, which is based on the real case of Dr. Kafil Khan, In 2017, Khan's hospital's oxygen supply was cut off due to non-payment issues and numerous deaths occurred as a result. On the Mm -hmm. night of August 10th of that year, after contacting several health and governmental officials, Khan drove to local suppliers and purchased 250 oxygen cylinders with his own money. Khan was later fired for dereliction of duty and then was arrested on September 2nd and held without bail until April 25th of the following year, um, with the court ruling that there was no evidence of negligence on his part. Khan has said that he was a scapegoat used by the BJP government officials who were actually responsible for the Mm -hmm. lack of funding for his hospital, and he calls the incident a massacre as it caused the deaths of 70 children. And also just such a sham, like a doctor going and buying supplies with their own money. Yeah. In what way is that, you know, a dereliction of duty? Yeah. I didn't read a a ton in detail of, like, how they managed to show that, but they... They clearly did. did. And, yeah, very, very clearly that's what they were drawing on for inspiration, for, for that part of the film. There is also one definitive historical reference. So like, you know, that is just kind of a, a, a nod to that, a very clear mm-hmm. nod to that. But then there is a very specific historical reference when they're talking about the factory pollution in the film. They reference the Bhopal tragedy, which happened yeah. in December of 1984. Um, at the Union Carbide India Limited Pesticide Plant in Bhopal, and this is considered to be the world's worst industrial disaster. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of people in the surrounding area were exposed to toxic gases as a result. Death tolls vary, but it's estimated that 8,000 people died in the two weeks immediately following the leak, and an additional 8,000 have since died from gas-related diseases. Mm. that's just a little bit of a background on that tragedy that again specifically Mm -hmm. being referenced in this film but that tragedy took place under the indian national congress which is the other largest political party in india Mm. while they were in power right which honestly probably helps them then defend any criticism because it's like we're criticizing government as a whole well that's you're absolutely right that that's what the movie is doing and so the critique right, in, the this, in this article is just, like why yeah. why are we doing that and why are we not focusing our attentions on the bjp um yeah. 
I think if that's your intention, yeah, you should just do it. Yeah. Rather than let's jab and then also cover it up with something else, which right. is kind of what they did. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and obviously it's a valid criticism of the government uh, to, you know, to bring in this moment of criticism of the, the Indian National Congress. But again, it was anticipated prior to the film's release that this was going to be a heavily a film that was heavily critical of the BJP. Mm-hmm. Betacad points to director Atlee's previous body of work in South Indian industries uh, as another reason that the audience were expecting more of a critique from this film, um, mm. and in particular points to the film Mersal, which was Atlee's 2017 Tamil film, which did actually offer a critique of the BJP to the point where production was feeling pressured by the government to make certain changes, but ultimately oh. they had the backing of the public and the industry, the, the Tamil film industry behind them, and so they continued forward with the film as planned. Okay. But... Fetikad points out that Tamil Nadu is one of few remaining states in India that has never come under BJP power at the state level. Mm. So those are very different social conditions for Atli to be making that movie as opposed to making this Hindi film in Maharashtra, which is under the control of the BJP at the state level. Yeah. So... It's really, it's interesting. It's this interesting idea of like, you know, you could have set out to do this thing, but were there pressures felt that they couldn't actually be as critical as they wanted to be? Or was their plan just to, yeah, be very generally critical, in which Mm -hmm. case it didn't really land quite as well because it was so vague and not, and didn't feel like it had a particular direction. Right. And I did want to also mention Vedicad's criticism of the female characters in the film not criticism of the female characters but the representation of those Mm, characters mm -hmm. in the film yeah and Vetikad also specifically talks about how underutilized the female actors were and she in particular mentions uh, the actress Priyamani who plays Lakshmi Mm mm-hmm Vetikad calls Priyamani a gifted actor and notes that she has won accolades and awards in four different South Indian film industries. Wow. And she played a role with very minor impact in, in yeah. the film. And like two lines. Yep. And I th- and for me it's Sonia Malotra who I think about with that because mm-hmm. I love Sonia Malotra. Yeah. And she was so so little and she was probably like the most prominent member of that team yeah yeah. as far as like she was generally in the front of the background right (laughs) and And her story was you know a longer segment than you know it so it's interesting and Vetikad ends this critique by saying that even the act of going to a Shah Rukh Khan movie in India's divisive climate can feel like a political statement. And so ultimately, it's disappointing that more wasn't done with this particular mm. film. Anyway, yeah. So I I guess yeah. it's sort of research. I, I brought in so, some of the historical stuff from elsewhere, yeah. but really did just want to kind of like shine a light on this criticism of Jawan, even though I did think it was a really fun movie and I'm really glad we watched it. Yeah, definitely things to think about, though. Like, yeah, I, I think it's important to watch movies and enjoy them and also kind of be like, oh, OK, here's like the room for improvement. And Absolutely. Yeah, I do still like Patan more. I know it's not a comparison, but no, if we were to compare, 
Shah Rukh films in the last <laughs> year. Yeah. I'm going to watch Patan over Jawan. I agree with that. And honestly, when, when it first was starting out, I was like, oh, I think I like this better than Patan. And then yeah. it lost me at the end a little bit. It just, it jumped, jumped the shark a bit. But Patan, yeah. I felt, was a little bit better at just being like, this is fun. This is and what we are. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to do anything serious. I'm really excited about the spy cinematic universe. Um, uh-huh. I guess Patan does show up in Tiger 3. So now I feel like yeah. I have to watch Tiger 3. <laughs> but we don't have to watch the sequel, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I I might just watch Tiger 3 and then have it on in the background until Shah Rukh comes on. But anyway. <laughs> not um, for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> not for the pod. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually thinking about it because I really didn't have time to think critically about it until we started recording this because I finished literally five (laughs) minutes before we started. Um, And so I'm appreciative that you you stated that at the beginning so that as I'm going through the recap, I'm like, huh, yeah, yep, 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 that's... That's weird. <laughs> Which almost, it makes me a little bit sad almost because I did really enjoy the movie so much as I was watching it, even mm-hmm. with some of the like, okay, I wish I were seeing more of these women. Okay, the ending is getting a little bit wild here. I yeah. did feel then a little bit sad, like doing my research and then being like, mm, but now I'm thinking about all of the flaws. Um, yeah. But I do think, I think it's important to have that. Yeah, like I think so too. And similarly to conversations we've had in the past, I think it's also important to recognize that the sheer number of women on screen was so much higher than it typically is. And so, like, it's incredible that that piece happened. And also, there's more to be done. And still also wanting to shine a light on, I love that the movie brought in South Indian actors and and a direct like I think that's great yeah. and having that representation in in Hindi cinema is awesome right yeah yeah great uh do you have Bollywood news I do not me neither great we're recording <laughs> this in advance I think that's for the best and yeah. it's long so <laughs> um pluggables mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram and TikTok at two white girls talk Bollywood you can like our stuff mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do Please also consider subscribing on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. You can also leave a rating or review. Yay. And as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks everyone. And join us too on YouTube and Spotify. Listen to our Bollywood Bangers playlists. We put our favorite songs from the movies on those playlists. And we link them in our Instagram posts on Tuesdays as well as in our episode descriptions. Yes. Our next flick. I don't like that. Our next film is Rocky Arani Ki Prem Kahani. Yeah. It is the Ranveer Singh Aliabat film that came out, I think, at this point, I don't know, a few months ago? Three or yeah, four months ago? It came out in theaters, I think, over the summer at some point, but it's pretty recently on streaming. Yes. And I think it's going to be really fun. I hope it's going to be really fun. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I feel like I watched a trailer once upon a time and I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But I assume it will be. Uh, Karan Johar is behind the wheel on this yeah. one. So. So far we have reason to trust him. So. Or at least think it's fun, you know? like Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, a good time. Even if it's not going to be the best movie we've ever seen, we'll still be entertained. Right. Um, 
On IMDb, our plot description is flamboyant Punjabi Rocky and intellectual Bengali journalist Rani fall in love despite their differences. After facing family opposition, they decide to live with each other's families for three months before getting married. That's right. Yeah. I love that. I also think it's funny that we have a job description for Rani, but not for Rocky. So clearly he's, <laughs> he's... an unemployed handsome guy. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Also, it's like the women are always working. Like they always yeah. have jobs. <laughs> but then they have to like give up their jobs to yeah. get married and like live in the house with the unemployed handsome guy. And yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> um but yes, so this is this movie is on Amazon Prime. And it the the synopsis on Amazon Prime is a roller coaster journey taking you through an epic love story in a new age era, topped with hearty laughs and posing questions about love, family, and the meaning of breaking away from generations of family traditions in the name of love. Wow. It's a big run-on sentence. That's a huge run-on sentence, and it sounds like they managed to pack a lot into that sentence as well as into this movie. And also nothing about the plot. Yeah, yeah yours was all vibes, mine was yeah. all plot. I am very excited about it, though. Yeah, I've been looking forward to watching this movie for months, and it's finally going to happen, and it's going to be it's going to be something. Yeah. It's here. We, it's we here. it will be something for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so watch it, enjoy, and until next time, remember Bollywood doesn't need us, but we need Bollywood. We do. Yeah. yeah.